Hello, and welcome back to the Empower Light podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers. I look forward to helping you grow in mind, body, and spirit by creating a safe space for sharing, goal setting, and growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you become the best version of yourself by tapping into what makes you uniquely you and to help you find your light. Every week, there will be a solo mini session that will feature meditation, goal planning, breath work, or a mini workshop on a new topic. There will also be a longer session with a guest speaker from the fitness, health, and wellness space focused on sharing their inspiring story to finding out who they are in hopes to impact you. This is Empower Light. And you let it burn. So it's just time to move on and to find your happiness. You've got to find a light in your life. To love, love, to love, love, to love. I needed to lose you to love me. Hello and welcome back to the Empower Light podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers. And today we have a very special guest. We have Joe on here. Hi, Joe. Hey, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I'm so glad you were able to join me. And I would love for the listeners to kind of get to know you a little bit better from your perspective. Obviously, we've been friends for a little while now within the fitness space. But I'd like for you to kind of talk a little bit about yourself. Uh, It's such a tough question. And I've been reworking this over the past few years because I I feel like we all accumulate so many titles through life. Um, At the end of the day, I'm just Joe Rinaldi, a child of God, a human being, just trying to be the best husband, brother, son, friend, coach, business owner that I could possibly be. Um, And I just rattled off a whole bunch of titles in that introduction. Uh, But the point is beneath all that, I'm just a human being. I'm just a person showing up every day, trying to be my best for the people that matter most. Um, And I can go way more in depth into all of that. Um, But one more thing that's important for anybody listening to know, I have a genetic eye condition that's causing me to lose my sight. It's not curable. And so it's something I live with. It's something that is leading me down a path toward blindness. And from the bottom of my heart, it is something that I'm so grateful for. And I like to say that what I've lost in sight, I've gained in vision. And um, my perspective has just been forever changed by this condition. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Wow. Would you mind talking a little bit more about that to start off? Absolutely. Yeah. So when I was 10 years old, I just woke up one morning from a very normal childhood and opened my eyes and realized that something was off. I came to understand that I couldn't see out of my right eye that morning. I uh, told my parents. I don't think they believed me at first, uh, but they did eventually. We, we drove into New York City from New Jersey, where I grew up, and we saw specialist after specialist and just kept getting bounced around because nobody really knew what was going on. And by 9 p.m. that day, I finally landed at a doctor's office in Manhattan, and he diagnosed me with something called Best Disease. Um, which is essentially progressive loss of central eyesight. For anybody familiar with macular degeneration, it's similar in a lot of ways to, to that condition, except it's juvenile onset. And so I was basically spending my childhood in doctor's offices surrounded by 80 and 90 year olds uh, as a 10, 12, you know, 14, 15 year old. And uh, that condition for 
Um, the beginning of my childhood and teenage years was really tough. Um, forced me to stop playing baseball, a sport that I loved. It made me feel really different and very alone um, just because nobody else really could see what was going on, but I was experiencing it every time I opened my eyes. Uh, my parents would tell me, you know, sit in the front of the classroom, speak up for yourself, uh, ask the teacher for help or for a bigger print. And I would just yes, my parents, and then go to school and sit in the back and pretend like I was a normal kid because I just wanted to fit in like everybody else. And, you know, I didn't really embrace the condition in the way that I do now until I was in grad school. Um, which I think is where my story actually begins. Um, and I can go into that. It goes into my faith journey as well. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. So, all right. So I go through high school, um, I was raised Catholic and so faith was always part of my life, but I always felt like as at a distance with God, it wasn't a relationship that I really knew how to further on my own. Uh, and so during my college years, I think like a lot of people, faith became less important for me. And it was more about making friends and, you know, exploring this new setting that I was in. And so I uh, kind of fell uh, away from faith a little bit during college. Uh, I transferred schools halfway through my college experience. So I did my first two years at Bucknell University, my second two years at Rutgers University. And after Rutgers, I graduated with a degree in applied kinesiology, and I was planning on going to physical therapy school. I got accepted to Drexel University, and the summer before I started grad school and moved to a brand new city, I experienced a really significant loss of eyesight, and it was very unexpected for me. And that's just the way the condition works. It's very sporadic, and I never know when I'm going to lose more sight. And so it really shook me to lose so much sight right before I was making this big life change. And I had all these questions pop up, you know, should I go to school and take out all of these loans? Should I move to a brand new city? Should I pursue a degree that I'm not even sure I can finish with my eyesight? Yeah. And I was so close to throwing in the towel and just saying, you know what, I'm going to play it safe and stay home. And I was so grateful that my parents encouraged me to go and encouraged me to look at life through the lens of even if instead of what if. So instead of what if I can't finish this thing, it was even if something happens, I'll figure it out then. Um, and I'm really grateful for that from them. Um, so went to school, everything on the outside probably looked great, was getting good grades. I was the, I was the kid in the front of the classroom raising his hand, you know, every time the teacher asks a question. I uh, love that. You know, yeah, it was just that's part of me. I don't think that would ever change if I ever went back to school. But uh, but that was me. I was going to the gym. I was friends with everybody. And on the outside, it looked great. But on the inside, I was just falling apart. I think I, I kind of had gotten to this place where every morning I would wake up and not know how to make myself feel better. Um, mm -hmm. And I would smile for everybody else. But on the inside, I was really hurting. And in that season of life, it felt like God didn't care so much about me. And so I decided I would stop caring about God. And instead of chasing him, I started chasing a girl. Uh, There's this girl in my class who I thought was really attractive and started spending time with her. And the more and more I spent time with her, the better I felt. And eventually she invited me to church. And of mm. course I said, yes, because, you know, I wanted to spend more time with her and I'll never forget standing in the front row of church with her. Um, it just hit me like a wave. Um, 
I realized all of a sudden that I had stopped chasing God, but he had never stopped chasing me. Um, and I felt so loved. I knew wow. I was in the right place and my life has never been the same. And my perspective has never been the same. So I know that was a lot, but that's more or less how my eyes led me back to faith uh, through my wife. Yeah, that is so beautiful. And I'd love to kind of talk a little bit more about how God has continued to chase you in your life, because I don't think that's a topic we've covered yet on this podcast. And I think it's so beautiful. So I'd love to hear more stories and more ways that he's kind of find found you through this dark time. Yeah, I've got stories. Um, I'll lead with this. I mean, my favorite quote is behind my only tattoo. It's from Christine Kane, who said, sometimes when you're in a dark place, you think you've been buried, but you've actually been planted. And mm -hmm. time and time again, I look back at all the dark seasons of my life and I realize that that's true. And it, it's always been true. And I believe that it will always be true. And the hard part is sometimes when you're in that dark place under the surface, it's really hard to trust that you're being planted because it just feels like you're being buried. Um, but over and over the twists and turns that my life um, ha has thrown me through, right? I, it's always been true and I believe it always will. So um, after I had that realization at church, uh, got baptized um, a year later and the relationship that I had with this girl at the time, I felt very strongly about, and I knew I loved her. And from very early on, I knew I wanted to marry her. Um, yeah. Funny. Um, <laughs> you know, she didn't feel the same right away. And I actually asked her to be my girlfriend very formally. It was, it was actually hilarious. Looking back, <laughs> we were going to dinner. Anybody who's familiar with Philadelphia, we were going to downtown, uh, Maniunk to main street and we, oh, it's the best. And I thought, you know, I'll ask her to be my girlfriend. We'll have a nice dinner. It'll be the best night. And we got out of the car and I remember asking her to be my girlfriend and seeing the expression on her face was not what I had expected. And my heart sank and she told me she just wasn't ready for that. Aww. And um, so she came around eventually. Persistence, <laughs> persistence wins. And another favorite quote of mine from James Watkins is a river cuts through rock not because of its power, but because of its persistence. Mm. And so I just kept showing up and I, I kept loving her in, in the only way I knew how. And eventually she came around and now she's my wife. Uh, but I say all that because a year after that happened, a year after I asked her to be my girlfriend and, and she turned me down, she wrote me a letter and she explained why. And she explained to me that she didn't want me to feel pressure to develop my faith because of her. She wanted me to find my faith for me. And she felt like if we were in a relationship that I would have that outside pressure. And she was absolutely right. And I look back at that and I'm so grateful that she turned me down at that moment because it allowed me to explore my faith in a much deeper way on my own for me. Um, and it brought me to a place where I felt even closer to God. Um, and through all of those twists and turns, it would have been easy for me to walk away and throw my hands up and say, you know, these things that I really want aren't happening. This person that I really love isn't reciprocating. Um, but I continued to trust him and he continued to chase me through that. Um, and yeah, that's just another example. I love it. And you mentioned just showing up, you know, showing up for your faith, showing up for your wife, showing up for your career and who you are. Um, would you mind elaborating a little bit about what that kind of phrase means to you? Yeah. I mean, I, I think 
there's a cliche out there where showing up is 90% of, of, you know, the battle. And I think that's true. Um, I should throw in there that I don't think that just showing up is always enough. I think that um, you need to put forth intentional effort when you are showing up, but I'm a firm believer that little by little, little becomes a lot. And so just by showing up, it means like on the days where you don't want to get out of bed and go to the gym, just get yourself there, just show up. And oftentimes action precedes inspiration. So you might not feel like going to the gym, but if you can take that action of getting out of bed, getting in your car and getting there, odds are once you start moving, you're going to feel a little bit more inspired to keep moving. Um, If you are afraid to kind of take that leap and leave your job and build the business, you know, you're never going to get to that place if you don't show up and try. And that doesn't mean showing up to work tomorrow to quit your job. It might mean, you know, starting to build out your business after you get home from work and waking up a little bit earlier and doing some work before work and, you know, sacrificing some of your weekend time to, to write out a business plan. And um, you just have to show up and be there. And when you show up, that's where the opportunity is because nobody's ever sat on their couch and stumbled across an amazing life altering opportunity or made an incredible connection that's changed their life. Um, you have to be out and about. You can't be a sailboat just sitting in harbor expecting to catch the wind and to just go to incredible places. You have to be out in the open ocean. You have to show up to catch the wind. And I'm such a firm believer in that. Yeah. And you have to just be what you want to have you know, right now so that when you do eventually have that thing in your life or those things or that job, the person, that career, whatever it might be, you know, you're already, you've already showed up as that person. So it's just like next to like easy at that point. Um, but that's beautiful. Thank you so much for going in detail about that. And I wanted to ask you a question that I ask all my viewers, cause I feel I kind of, I'm understanding a little bit about what your answer will be, but I want to hear a little bit from you. So what is your light? What is that spark? What is that thing that lights you up and makes you uniquely you? Yeah. I could go service level and say that it's my wife and my family and and the people close to me, but the truth is a lot deeper. And the truth is something that I wouldn't have shared even a year ago, but the truth is Jesus is my light. Um, and it's not something that will sit, you know, right with everybody. It's, it's not for um, everybody listening to this. And I hope it is someday, but that's my light. That's my truth. Um, and it's just kind of, uh, this realization that I've come to over the past five or six years. Um, and it's changed my life entirely. Uh, he is such an amazing example of what it means to love, um, and what it means to lead, what it means to serve. And I feel like without Jesus, uh, as that light for me, I'd be completely lost. Yeah, I completely agree. Your light is very similar to what I would say my light is as well. So I just I couldn't imagine a life without him in it. And I agree. I think it's it's tough. You mentioned, you know, it might not be for everyone listening and that's okay. And, you know, the hope is that one day will be for everyone. But I love that you acknowledge that it's okay that if that's not for you right now, if that's not where you're at, because I think you, you know, you just mentioned you can agree, you know, we both were in a space at one point of our lives where that wasn't a priority, where he wasn't the main center focus. So that's okay for everyone listening. You know, whatever you do believe in, it's super important that, you know, you just keep exploring that and you keep just diving deeper and being open to that possibility. I think so important too. Yeah. And I would also add to that, that 
one of the reasons why me from a year and a half ago would have been hesitant to say that on a podcast and to let that live on the internet is just because I'm so afraid sometimes of not having people like me or not having people agree with me. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, that truth that Jesus is my light um, is so much bigger than anything that I can be worried or concerned about. And I would also say there's this great concept that I think applies very well to people who are listening to this who might not know Jesus. And that's even if we don't see eye to eye on things, and this goes for not just me and and somebody else, but anybody, even if we can't see eye to eye, we can still walk hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And as long as we want the same things out of life, like we can have disagreements we can have conflict we can have differing viewpoints on things and mm -hmm. continue to support one another and encourage one another and love one another and walk toward a common shared good and i think that's so important to realize yeah and i think it's also like you mentioned so important that we do walk hand in hand some of the most special people in my life we know openly that we don't have the same views on different things in life and we also acknowledge how beautiful that is and how we can help each other grow in different directions. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're good people to our core. Everyone is a good person to their core. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that the more I travel, the more I spend time in my faith and with new people, you know, in different areas of the world, you get to see that overall as human beings, we are just innately good. And it's so beautiful to see. Um, and I'd love to ask you, um, do you have any stories um, from all the people that you've met since obviously starting your with the fitness space and everything like that, that you'd like to share of, you know, the goodness of humanity. Oh man. Uh, I've experienced so much goodness and there's so many stories I feel like I could tell that others have told me, but the truth is it's, they're not my stories to tell, but I do have a story. Um, okay. So there's this person um, who's been following me for a long time. And we've connected over social media and um, they've reached out. We've connected on the phone. And I would consider this person a friend. From the very beginning, when I was starting my Instagram during PT school, um, through the transition into having a full-time job in a physical therapy clinic and writing my newsletter on the weekends and, and starting my blog and all of those things, this person was there. And now, you know, a year and a half ago, leaving my full-time job to start Project Endure, uh, and to take that leap, this person has been there. This person has sent me uh, donations uh, just out of the blue. Um, when I moved to this new house, they bought me a computer monitor for my eyes. Um, they will reach out with random encouragement and just um, support me as if I was the most important thing in their world. And um, this person, his name's Casey. Casey, if you're listening to this, it just means the world. Um, that people are out there who believe in me, who believe in the mission that I'm spreading um, and who are there. And so Casey and many other people like Casey, just thank you. I, I feel like there's so much goodness out there and um, and I never take it for granted. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's beautiful. And isn't that just so nice? Doesn't it feel so good to be seen and known and loved for who you truly are? I mean, that is just the most special part, I think, about being on this earth is finding that connection with others surrounding you from strangers and just yeah. being fully seen. 
Um, and I wanted to kind of little switch gears a little bit here. I want to talk a little bit about Project Endure. And I wanted to hear a little bit about how you kind of got started there and how it's going. Yeah, uh, I would love to talk about that. So I graduated physical therapy school in the spring of 2019, got my first job and kind of dove right in. And I was living that life uh, of just seeing a ton of patients, working really hard, writing all my notes, just in that grind. And uh, I didn't realize that I disliked that pace until COVID happened. Uh, things slowed down quite a bit during the beginning of the pandemic. And I had time to step back and just reflect. And I kept asking myself, if I stay at this job or if I, if I keep living this lifestyle for the next five years or 10 years or longer, will I be any closer at all to the person that I want to become? And the more I asked myself that question, the quicker and quicker I kept responding with no. And it wasn't that I disliked the patients that I was working with. It was that the system didn't allow me to connect one-on-one -on -one in a very intentional and meaningful way with those people um, because of the volume that I was seeing. And that's not something that's unique to the clinic I was at. It's something that's more widespread within the profession of physical therapy and healthcare oh, yeah. in general. Um, but I took that and I realized, okay, I have a choice to make. I can continue to live this lifestyle and I, I can't complain about it. If I'm choosing to stay here, I can't complain about it. Or I can make a change and I can take ownership. And I was so lucky that I had this circle of people around me who were entrepreneurs, who were running their own businesses, opening their own gyms, um, living their best life because they took that leap and they took the ownership. And so I talked to those people and the more conversations I had, the more I realized that it was all the same and that all of these people were telling me that entrepreneurship was the hardest thing they've ever done. And it was also the best thing they've ever done and they wouldn't change mm. it for the world. And I felt like over uh, the course of a year, I was almost climbing up this proverbial high dive and I got to the edge and I was kind of standing there kind of afraid to jump. And I just had another one of those conversations and I made the decision, you know, Hey Joe, you have this online coaching business on the side, you've grown it quite a bit and it's time to make this jump. And so took the leap, started Project Endure in the summer of 2021. And the whole thought process behind starting Project Endure was really to create a, a business that could embody the values that I held and the lessons that I've learned through losing my eyesight and mm -hmm. to boil it down and make it really simple. I believe that there are two kinds of hard in life. There's the hard that we choose and there's the hard that chooses us. And in my mind, strength is always um, derived from struggle or another way of saying that struggle is always the stimulus for strength. And so whether you chose to do something hard or that hard thing chose you, it's an opportunity for growth. And I wanted to create a community of people who believe that. And I wanted to create a space where people who didn't yet believe that could find that and could find support and could find encouragement and could listen to stories of other people who have overcome obstacles um, because I think the world is better when we come together and no matter who we are, where we are, what we're doing, we're all going to have to handle really, really hard things. That's just part of being human. Project Endure is, is really about finding the strength in our struggle and doing it together. I love it. How can people get in touch with you about Project Endure if they're interested? 
Sure. Uh, anybody listening to this can message me directly on Instagram. It's Joe A. Rinaldi. Uh, and I would love to tell you more, or you can go follow and message Project Endure on Instagram, which is at project.endure. Uh, and if you find either of those pages, you can go to the links in the bios and check out the website and ask questions, listen to the podcast. Uh, and I would love to connect with anybody who's interested. I love it. And I will tag everything in the show notes as well. I have been asking everyone that I've had on the podcast recently this question, mainly because we're coming into a new year. It's 2023. And I don't know about you. I'm not one for the whole New Year's resolution thing. I really believe if you want to make a change in your life, you can show up tomorrow. It doesn't have to be January 1st and you should show up tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that, all that fun stuff. But what's next? What are your goals coming up here? What's next for Project Endure? What's next for Joe? What's next for the family and your faith? All the fun stuff. Huh, that's a great question. Uh, I agree with you, by the way, about everything related to New Year's resolutions. Not a bad thing. Um, it gives yeah, a lot yeah. of people opportunities to um, to feel motivated and inspired and to start something. But I agree. I mean, if anybody really wants something, you can show up right now, you know, even and uh, make that change. But mm. uh, to answer your question, for Project Endure. Um, last year we held an in-person event here in Philadelphia and in 2023, we're going to do the same. So April 15th here in Philadelphia, we're going to put together an entire day of, you know, fitness and fun and connection and hard things, food, et cetera. And it's going to be a really special day. Uh, from there, we're thinking about branching out into some retreat style events where we have small groups come and really work on themselves and leave as a better version of who they are or who they can be rather. Uh, podcast is continuing to grow. We have some really amazing guests lined up. Um, coaching is growing. We're looking to bring on another coach to scale things in both the fitness realm and the mindset realm. Um, and we're really just looking to put out quality content and to connect as many great people uh, to other great people as possible. So that's Project Endure. Um, for me personally, I mean, my focus, and this is probably not the most exciting answer to most people, uh, is figuring out how to not work for a business, but to work on a business, meaning mm. my business. So over the past 16 to 18 months, I've created a job for myself. Uh, I do a lot of coaching. I have between 60 and 70 clients every month who I'm working with online and some in person, and it takes up a lot of my time. Mm -hmm. I love the work that I do and I'm coming to the realization that I am also the bottleneck for my business. And so I am looking to rework my time, rework my schedule, delegate tasks so that I can work on the business instead of in the business. Um, and that's one of my main priorities from the business realm. And then personal family realm. Um, my wife and I just got a puppy yesterday. Uh, his name is yeah. His name is Theo. He's an <laughs> Irish doodle puppy. He's so sweet. He's awesome. He pooped in our car. <laughs> but <laughs> other other than that, um, it's been it's been great. And so I really want to make time for him, make more time for my wife, and then as we look into the future, I don't know if this is a 2023 thing or a 2024 thing, but I think um, a, a human child is in the future. Yay. Um, yeah. So, and that's that. And then in terms of faith, uh, I think just being more connected within the community here in Philadelphia, um, that's something admittedly that has gotten pushed to the side for me over this past year of, of business growth. 
Um, but something I want to get back to is just those small group, intimate connections um, based on faith. Yeah, we will have to get together now that I'm back in Philly. <laughs> that is my number one yeah. priority for ne- the next year is just to establish more of a community here in Philadelphia. And I would love to do that. So let's get together for sure. I'm down. And- Awesome. Amazing. Well, we'll have to plan something for sure. And with that being said, it kind of brings me to a final question here. Before we end for the day, I like to ask everyone, um, what advice do you have for others that are looking to find their light? Mm. Yeah, I, I knew this was coming and I thought I had an answer and I almost feel like my answer is changing a bit. I think originally I was going to say, um, just keep showing up. Um, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And eventually, you know, you'll come across whatever it is that's meant for you. Um, But I think at the end of the day, in order to find our light, we have to look at the world through a lens that's bigger than just us. Um, And it can't just be about us. And I mean, to go back to my story, and then I'll bring it back uh, to the question. I didn't truly have the shift in perspective that my loss of sight was a blessing until I made the decision that I wanted to marry my wife. Uh, Because when I made that decision and when I knew that's what was going to happen, I realized that life was bigger than me and how I chose to show up and my perspective on, on my condition and more wasn't just impacting me. Now it was impacting this person that I loved and it was going to continue to impact everybody else that I ever interact with, including anybody listening to this podcast, to be honest. And when I had that shift that life was bigger than me, I felt like I was better able to engage with my light. I was better able to follow it and to, to find it further. And so for anybody who's looking to find their light, I would say, go out and, and figure out how life is bigger than you go serve other people, go talk to other people, go connect and build community with other people. And eventually if you do that and you continue to show up, I do believe that you will find your light. Uh, And I hope that you do. Oh, thank you so much, Joe. That was a beautiful answer. Honestly, one of my favorites, I think, by far. So thank you so much for being here on this podcast today. As we kind of mentioned before, if anyone was looking to get in touch with you, where they can find you. But is there anything else you wanted to add? I I just want to thank you, Amanda, because the work that you're doing, this podcast and everything else, Um, is a light, I'm sure, for many people. And I just appreciate the way that you show up. So keep doing it. Thank you. And thank you so, so much, Joe. I could not agree more about you as well. So I really do appreciate you. You are a light in my life as well. Since getting to know you, it's been such an inspiration, especially in my faith journey too. So I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Empower Light. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers, and you can meet us back here on Monday for another mini solo session. Have a great rest of your week, guys. And you let it burn. So it's just time to move on and to find your happiness. You've got to find a light in your life. To love, love,